For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Friday, April the 3rd. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a lot to talk about today, just like we do basically every day. Uh, Some days we have to make up topics. Some days we don't. Today, we really don't. There's uh, some interesting stuff going on in the world of football. Uh, every topic that we are going to discuss today basically has to do with that. So, uh, first things first, you can find us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on YouTube, and you can get the podcast anywhere that you like to get podcasts. Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple uh, Podcasts, whatever it is, uh, Google Podcasts, etc. Go to your favorite podcast app. Download the show. Make sure that you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or any of the other places, hit the subscribe or follow button. Share the show out with your buddies. Tell everybody about it. We would appreciate that. Chris, let's start off with uh, with Dabo Sweeney. All right. This guy. Um, so today, he... Now, this was... Correct me if I'm wrong. This was from this morning, right? I think I don't know if it was from this morning or from yesterday at some point in time. I saw it today. I saw it this morning. So the first thing that I saw this morning was that he was talking about he knows his guys are working out and he don't need no damn Apple watches to show him that his guys are working out and staying in shape, right? Now, that is a clear shot because there was a big story about Alabama's players using Apple watches so that the strength and conditioning coaches can follow their workouts and show them what they need to improve on, et cetera. Um, so he said that, and it became this big deal with Alabama Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the other thing that came out, and this is a quote that you sent to me, and I started looking up, and a lot of people were just like, this guy is a buffoon. Uh, he said, my preference is let's get to work and let's go play. That's the best-case scenario, and I think that's what's going to happen. I have zero doubt that we're going to be playing. The stands are going to be packed, and the valley's going to be rocking. I don't have any doubt. That's the only thought I have. I got one plan, and that is to get the Tigers ready to play come late August. This is America, man. We've stormed the beaches of Normandy. We've driven a car on Mars. We've walked on the moon. We have the smartest people in the world. We're going to rise up, and we're going to kick this thing right in the teeth and get back to our lives. He says, Tigers stands for this is going to end real soon. Now, it's nice to have that mentality, right? But... Let's also remember what he was doing before he became an assistant coach at Clemson. He had uh, he had gotten fired at Alabama. He went into real estate. So this guy was hawking houses for a little while. And then he jumped in as an assistant coach. A few years later, uh, Tommy Bowden gets fired. And he ends up getting the job. Now, part of that is because he has such a positive personality and he, 
He is able to sell things. Obviously, he's a fantastic recruiter, etc. But you and I kind of texted back and forth. Is this uh, a good thing for him to be talking about? Or is it maybe, I wouldn't say dangerous. But let, let's just say, could it be bad that he's talking about it like this rather than maybe treating it as serious as it is? I just don't understand his purpose or, or if this is something that he hopes happens, then that's fine. But this isn't hopeful talk. This is, I have no doubt we're going to do this. I have no doubt that we're going to play football at the end of October, August, and, and we're going to start like normal and 80,000 people, 90,000 people are going to be, you know, in Clemson stadium. That's going to happen. He's speaking as if this is a guaranteed thing. And, Anybody who has paid any attention to what is going on in the world with half a brain thinks the the concept of normal life just has to evolve and change for at least the next year. Um, I'm not saying this thing is going to take a year by any stretch of the imagination. It might, but it might not. But if you think in three months we're going to be able to do this, and, and obviously his thought process is, you know, if everything can get cleared up, by August 1st, we can play football September, you know, 1st or whatever. He's probably right on that. But I don't know that anybody in the medical professional world believes that this thing's going to be totally cleared up by then. No. And we're going to go back to normal everyday duties. His, his comparing things, to everything he compared it to, yes, America is great. And, yes, America has been a part of doing big, big things but he doesn't understand what it took to get all of those things. He he says we stormed the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. Yes, we did. It cost around sixteen to seventeen thousand men their life. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this was literally a line drawn in the sand where you ten thousand people go swallow as many bullets as you can. This hundred thousand people gonna come in behind you and clean things up, and we'll remember you for the rest of your life. Like this, it took massive sacrifice to do something like that and then comparing it to the space stuff. Now I am a space nerd. Okay. The Apollo program was designed to put a man on the moon and we accomplished it and it was unbelievable. And yes, there are always going to be sacrifices and casualties when you're doing these things. Those have been well documented. The one thing he doesn't understand is it took over 11 years to put a man on the moon. Uh, if Nothing you, in science happens overnight. If you just pay attention to the timetable, uh, we've talked about this on the show for the last two weeks. It's been it, what all we've covered is yeah. the prospect of what has to happen perfectly for us to maybe possibly get a season. And and what we are running into already, we, we said that if we were going to start on time, we need players back on campus June 1st to be able to go through strength and conditioning in order to get ready for a camp to get ready for the season. Stanford My announced guys are working out, Gary. We'll show up the week before, put a game plan in, we'll go out there and yeah. play football. That's what he just said. Hey, That's Matt, what he just said. Matt jumped in on uh, YouTube and said a lot of good things are coming from South Korea in control of COVID-19. Uh, maybe. They ain't here yeah. yet. So... No. You know, I, I would love to see it, but Ross Dellinger tweeted last night, Stanford announced yesterday that summer classes will be online only, uh, becoming the fourth Power 5 program 
to close campus this summer, joining LSU, Ohio State, and Texas. Uh, he said, looking more and more likely that organized football activities will not happen until August. That means if we aren't getting back to campus until August, football ain't starting until at the earliest October. But wait a minute. Dabo guaranteed it. Yeah, he, yeah Dabo's he, guys are working out. He guaranteed we're going to start football on time. I just think this guy's an idiot. He's, he's the definition. I, I say this all the time. We always assume that football coaches, because they're great coaches, would be these ultimate success stories at anything. Like, oh, that guy's a genius, and so he'd be good at everything he does. Uh, and that's yeah. just bullshit. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. These guys are this far away from being Neanderthals. Yeah. They would all be PE teachers, which no knock on PE teachers, but you're not making $7 million a year being a PE teacher, okay? Yeah. And, or they'd just be, what Dabo is, I, I swear to God, when I heard this, I thought, this is the kind of person that would develop a Ponzi scheme. Because all he's good at is selling hopes and dreams and bullshit. Yeah. And there is no substance. There's no, no, no no real thought process to anything that he says. It's just all feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Rah, rah. Yeah. It's going to all work out for you. Don't worry about it. Like this is, this is the Georgia governor coming out and saying that he didn't know until, you know, 24 hours ago that, uh, that this thing was super contagious. Yeah. (laughs) He thought it was the flu. So yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just head buried in saying there was a month ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I thought the same thing. I was like, this ain't going to be no big deal. Why are they there? And I quit basketball. And we're going to I was wrong. I was, I was dead oh, wrong. I, I, I texted you. I, I texted you the week before the conference tournaments, if yeah. you remember. And I said, they're not going to play the NCAA tournament. Like, we're, we're yeah. not going to have this I thing. That was, I thought that was ridiculous. Okay. Yep. But at that point in time, in the, you know, the last week of February, the first week of March, it's okay to have that thought because we really didn't have a whole lot of information yeah. unless you're super plugged into the news. I am somebody who not really plugged into the news all the time. I find it just politics have ruined the concept of news. Well, it's, it's depressing. Well, it's not that depressing. I can handle bad information. I can process things like a grown up. Everything's politicized. Like, that's my uh, problem. Yeah, agreed. Is, agreed. Is, is good news, bad news. It's, it's fine. I need the information, but I don't trust any information coming out because it's all, are you an R? Are you a D? Look, I think we're all D's and we need to get over the shit. So, and that's not a Democrat. <laughs> that's a dick. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where just, I stayed away from it. So I didn't have adequate information. Guess what? If you're living today, if this conversation happened yesterday and he didn't have enough information to realize people are really sick right now, we're getting to the, this is where we're supposed to be in the apex of it in our country this week. Um, I think it's, I think it's actually not, not the week that we're in and not next next week, week, but the week after that is when it's going to hit like it's total peak. If we keep growing at the rate, impact. yeah, if we keep growing at the rate that we have been growing, or even just a little less, uh, we're over, like, I think we're at 250,000 cases right now. If we keep growing at the same 26% clip, we will be over, like, 2.3 million by next Friday. Um, and then the week after that is when it's supposed to gradually start declining. Yeah, start declining. So, yeah. you know me, I love numbers, I love analytics. That's, well, and at the end of the day, it all depends on how we all react and respond. And if we stay home, like our behavior changes things. I mean, yes. we could 
we could stop this thing in its tracks if everybody reacted appropriately. Um, but look, I'm all for positive thinking and I'm all for, you know, I, I, I come on here and I crap on Dabo a lot. Okay. Because I, I just find him a very disingenuous person. Maybe he's not disingenuous. M- maybe he's, maybe he really is that dumb. Maybe he's just, it's possible. That all shucks. I'm not smart. You know, country boy is not a, maybe it's not an act. Maybe he really doesn't have a high IQ and he's not an intelligent person at all. And he just happens to know football. That's very likely. Very likely. Uh, Huey jumped in. He said the football coach was always the health teacher too. So, you know, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. That is the truth. Let's, uh, let's go on. That's right. Yes. Let's move on from there. Uh, New Orleans. Now you brought this up to me earlier. Uh, is it possible New Orleans is no longer going to be hosting Super Bowls with the way that the schedule shapes out now? If they go to 17 games, and I think the the uh, playoffs are going to get expanded as well. I mean, we're at 14 games. Well, I think teams, they're just adding I a think game. they're just doing away with bye weeks. Well, it, it, they're doing away with, with the number two bye week. Yeah, they're uh, not adding any more weeks to playoffs. Right, they're not adding, but they are adding another week to the season. The game. So, in that instance, um, you're going to make the season just a, a little bit longer. If you push it back another week, New Orleans runs into Mardi Gras. One the, of the best Super Bowl hosting cities in the country that kind of gets it every four to five years. Yep. Um, they just kind of always seem to be in the rotation. Them in Miami have just kind of always gotten it, no matter where the other couple are. Um I think they're about to be taken out of the rotation completely with them. If it, if they bump it back now, the NFL could start the season a week earlier. I don't know if they're going to do any of that, but if they just kick everything back a week, that means the Super Bowl will run into Mardi Gras most, most every year that it would be done in New Orleans. And I don't believe, like you said, that the NFL will be interested in trying to do hotel yeah. rooms and My, yeah. all the media and all that mess while Mardi Gras is My going on. My belief is I think the NFL will say, we're not competing with that. Mardi Gras is awesome. Y'all do your thing. We're not bringing our people down here for that. Um, and Mardi want. Gras is not something that you will you can just move. No. You know, no, it's based on the calendar. I mean, this, exactly. is a, this is a religion of these people. This is... Yeah. Even though the NFL is big and and you do want that NFL money to come into your city and everything else, it it's still you can't move it. It won't stay be stay relevant and and stay competitive. You already have an NFL team; they come to your city every week. You'll get playoff games if you continue to be good. Yeah, and and you're not listen. A lot of big cities don't get NFL Super Bowl money. Okay, yeah. they sure don't. So they they will just be a team that will lose that. I I believe. No, My opinion. and and the the calendar could fit some years, but they would have to yeah, really. Mardi Gras moves a lot because it has to do with the weather and the seasons. And I listen, don't try to explain to me how. Hey, yeah. McKinnon, McKinnon jumped in. He said, maybe since you have an extra week of football, you push back the Super Bowl uh, an extra week after that for recovery of players. Like so, give two bye weeks and then if you push they were it back. To but go even to, still, to eighteen weeks, I do believe they'll go. They're not doing two bye weeks with seventeen. If they ever get to eighteen, which is where I think they want to go, I do think the negotiations will be to get a second bye weekend. Then you do kick it back well past what Mardi Gras would be, and then you well, don't Mar- have Mardi Gras is what two weeks? 
Oh, now if it's two weeks, you're done. Yeah, I think it's two weeks. You got no choice. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the extra week would uh, would matter. I mean, you'd have to push it back three weeks, and I I don't think they're they're going to. They're not doing that. They're not doing that for New Orleans when they have already so many. Listen, LA is going to be a big player uh, in this once their stadium. Vegas is going to be a big player in this. Dallas has gotten the Super Bowl. Atlanta's gotten like these are cities that historically (laughs) don't get them. Yeah. You don't think Dallas is going to get Super Bowls? I don't think so. Uh, it, it, I mean, they had an ice storm the last time. The hotel situation there is awful. Uh, it's it's not. Oh, uh, the ice storm thing is a freak. You can't you can't do that. But that's a that's an unbelievable football city. It's so, an unbelievable football know. stadium. It's just it, the way that it is set up for media and everything else. It is atrocious. It, it takes thirty minutes to get that facility from anywhere. So. You know, I, I mean, I could, I will stand corrected if it happens, but I just, I don't foresee, I mean, you haven't heard anybody talk about it since they got it. So, uh, Matt jumped in, he said, how horrible will sports shows be with that long to build up to the Super Bowl? He said, uh, oh, and then he commented on Dallas, it's in the middle of a spread out area, parking is nuts, traffic's insane, and yeah, there's no hotels around it, so it's it's tough to be able to do it there. Uh, but yeah, sports shows, You still, you still really have plenty bad. of places that you can host this thing. Oh, yeah. You got thirty-two other, thirty-one other cities. Not all of them are NFL Super Bowl quality. Foxborough will never have one. Um, but like, isn't Tampa hosting know, one? Ta- yeah, Tampa will host one. I which think they're is, it, hosting it this year. Which is kind. Of, oh yeah, it's this year. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, all the Florida city. Well, Jacksonville doesn't ever get one, but no. both Miami and Tampa both get them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Matt said Chicago. <laughs> Hey, I'd Look, love I'm, to see one. I'm, listen, they did it one time in New York, and and I liked it. Like, I'm yeah. not afraid of cold weather Super Bowls. I'm I just either. not. But me either. Uh, let's move on. Next topic here: pay cuts for Iowa State coaches. Now, let me kind of give a, a background on this, so that you know what I'm talking about. Iowa State announced uh, they are at a five million dollar deficiency because of losing out on spring sports, losing out on the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, all of that money that would have come in. This doesn't even affect football necessarily yet, uh, because obviously that is the cash cow. But with all of that stuff going on, all of the coaches across the board are taking pay cuts that will total $3 million, and then they are slashing their bonuses, like their contractual bonuses, and you and I discussed this a little bit, uh, it is bonuses that are written into the contract based on how long you've been there, et cetera, et cetera. All of those bonuses are being cut, which is going to equal another $1 million. So they're getting $4 million of that dollar, or $4 million back uh, of that $5 million deficiency. I think we're going to see a lot of this because some of these schools are going to have to do this just to save the athletic programs. Uh, if, if football becomes an issue and say you only get nine games in out of 12 or whatever it may be. The smaller schools without the television revenue, without uh, people in the stands, without the, you know, whatever, the concessions, everything at parking, if you don't have that money come in, even if you're just losing a game or two, now we're not talking about the big wigs. We're not talking about Notre Dame, Alabama, Texas, LSU, you know, whatever. We're talking about the Bowling Greens and Memphis, and and, and Memphis is a little different because they will be able to continue. Some of these other ones are going to have to slash athletic programs. They're going to have to slash sports. And not all sports, but 
some of the smaller ones that football helps pay for. Um, I'm, I think we're going to see a lot of coaches take pay cuts. And I, I think it's a good PR move. Uh, if coaches are fighting back, no, I deserve my $2 million to coach at, you know, South Florida or wherever. Um, and that's just a name thrown out there. That obviously looks bad on the coaches, right? I mean, what, what other coaching position are you going to make? we're going through crisis that we're going through right now, anybody who's not willing to be flexible that's at that top 1% of the, the, the money in the country, like nobody feels bad for them and they instantly make themselves a villain. But I don't yeah. know if these people would be that stupid. Oh, that's not true. And someone will yeah. be. So they, yeah, they, they could easily be that stupid. Um, and, and I'm not saying that it's stupid even or, or wrong for them to say, no, pay me. You you agree, pay me, pay me. But it, it's going to have pretty bad optics. If you want to keep that coach after this thing, if they turn down the, the pay cut, you need to not ever make that public. Agreed. It's yeah. almost in your best interest to lie about it. And just be like, yep, everybody agreed to take pay cut. Now, McKinnon, McKinnon jumped in. He said Rifle would be one of the first to go, unfortunately. Yeah, he, uh, he so shot Rifle. here's my question about this. You keep talking about how football carries the water, and we know how football makes so much money. But how do these state these these smaller schools like Villanova and Cal State Fullerton are just the two that come up because one is a baseball school, one is a basketball school. They don't have football at all, and yet Agreed. they still have – Athletic departments that flourish. If you go and look at their uh, their athletic programs, they do not have nearly as many sports as some of these others do. You you don't hear okay, about so, Villanova golf. So, you don't hear about Villanova uh, equestrian. Right, so what McKinnon's saying is right. Yeah, yeah. Rifle will lead. like a lot of sports will will be only at the bigger schools and not yeah. at every school. Exactly, and that that's a problem because then you can't give those scholarships. Then that is less scholarships and less opportunities for kids to be able to go to different schools, that's a problem, you know, just across the board. Because uh, Alabama and Wisconsin and Ohio State and whatever, they are only going to offer so many scholarships because there are limitations on it, right? It but doesn't matter know, if... Like, all right, let me stop you on the scholarship thing. Okay. Most of those small sports don't get good scholarships anyway. No, I mean, but we, I, I'll, I'll tell you, our, our buddy, our buddy Dan, who runs Memphis Rifle, yeah. like, well, they get like three scholarships. They got like seventeen people on their team. Yeah, but they, but they will get half scholarships. So, but, like, no, you have three it, scholarships, on, on, so let, six people can get half a scholarship. Let me let me explain from the standpoint of my wife. My wife got a half scholarship for athletics, and then okay. she got the other half paid for by academics. Right, I get it. So, if you can get an academic scholarship. Along with that, it makes it possible because she would not have been able to afford to go to school had she not had those. You're taking away programs where kids may not be able to afford to go to school and then go from there. Uh, let's see. Hold on. We got <laughs> Matt jumped in. All right. He said scholarships are split between many players. McKinnon said um, 100% would not have been able to afford school without rifle. It was just enough to help. Uh, and then Matt said all women athletes get books no matter what. Uh, the women's side of it, that's where Title IX comes in because you have to have the same number of women's scholarships as you do men's scholarships. That's why women's softball gets a full scholarship. Men's baseball only gets a half scholarship. Like, the numbers are divided up. Well, you can get a full scholarship in baseball. It's up to the coach. Yeah, it's up to the coach. They have 11.7 uh, scholarships to give out. They've got... They have 30-something kids on the team. They have 11.7 scholarships right, to give out. But, but in softball, for most universities... Softball gives out 
full scholarships to the entire yeah, team. Yeah, that's a Title IX issue. Listen, that's Title what I'm IX saying. is going to drastically – if we don't have football, Title IX is going to have to drastically – this thing is going to change everything about our normal life. Yes. We, we got to take our Dabo Sweeney head off and stop thinking – this is the way it's always been, and so it's going to continue to be that. No, yeah. we might have a year or two where things look just so different than they've ever looked. You talk about people can't afford to go to school. Now is a great time where everybody in our country is saying, you know what? Maybe everybody doesn't have to pay $20-something thousand to go to school. Yeah. All right? I agree. I, I, Y'all say your wife and, and McKinnon says it. No way they could have afforded it. That, that's just not true. I come from a dirt poor family where my mother had nothing. And both my brother and I, two dum-dums, two half moronic people with no academic scholarship, no, no qualifications for anything, and we were able to go to school. Now, we got balls deep in the debt, and it sucked. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, to say you can't do it is not possible. It's just not true. You can do it. And both of us by the age of I'm 37, he's 40, have paid off our student loans. Now, now, should that be the way it's supposed to be? No. But does that mean without this, there's no way I could have done that? That's how, not how true about either. Yeah, I, yeah you, you have a very valid point there. Uh, I think it would be much more difficult, we'll say that, for, for a lot of people. And well, yes, it's it not that it's impossible for, for those people that get these scholarships, but for the other hundred thousand people that go to the university of Ohio state, it is the same for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you were right. You were right. Um, all of these things are going to change in the, in the next world and maybe we can bring them back, but yes, we're not going to live in the same world that we lived in last year. Yeah. We're just not. Something's going to have to change. And also, the, the way education is going to be done is going to be different. And at some point in time, somebody's going to realize, uh, I can't charge $20,000 for this piece of paper yeah. because it's not worth it. Well, and uh, yeah, we're going to see a, a big decrease. I would guarantee this. We're going to see a big decrease in enrollment across the country because I, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are going to leave to go to school uh, in August. I just don't think that's going to happen. So freshman enrollment is going to go down. I would say there's pretty a much across I'm going to give a free plug. There's a, there's a company. I'm going to give a free plug to somebody that I admire, that I look up to. So is this, I, this the I company that you were talking about online, right? I've talked to, yeah. I've talked about him before. You mean you a million times? Yeah. This is a guy. Uh, his, his name is Austin something or another. He's a great follow on Twitter. I'll tell you the name of his company is called Lambda School. Okay, like Lambda 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 from uh, the Revenge of the Nerds. Oh Lambda yeah 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 yeah. Sorry sorry. All right. So Revenge of the Nerds. Not, not sorry, Lambda School, man, my brain just went completely different. Um, it started by this guy where he teaches, and basically he only teaches STEM type stuff. Okay, he teaches you how, and it's not like a four year degree; it's like an eight week, ten week, twelve week course. Okay, maybe it's a month thing, not a week thing, but but in a short amount of time, less than a year, I know this. You go through his program. He teaches you how to either code or graphic design or whatever, whatever. And I'm sure when he first started, it was only coding because he was very small. It's expanding into other fields. It's all done online, but it's not, I can just take it whenever the hell I want online. It's real classes to where like Gary and I at two thirty, four thirty, you meet, you go, whatever time your class is, you go virtually through the whole thing. You pay nothing. All right. When you're done, it's his responsibility to find you a job. He's built relationships with all these big tech companies. He gets people employed 
when you start making a hundred grand a year, you begin to pay him back like 8%, 10%, something like that of your contract until he's paid $50,000. So basically college will cost you 50 grand, but I'm not just sending you in mass graduating a thousand people a year. He actually gets you jobs. It's in his interest to land you a job offer and he's completely changing people's lives He's got people that are 40 something years old going through this thing. And he's got 17 year olds that drop out of high school and start going through his stuff. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's helping people get jobs. I'm telling you, I fully believe, and I've told you this before one-on-one talking about this guy. I don't know what's going to happen to college sports in 10 years because the way college does education is going to be so, I think no, we're, I, I think all those big universities are going to go away. They're the way of the dodo. Yeah, They're going to look like right. Olympic cities in these big countries where, man, we built all these great buildings for this one event, and 10 years later, it's empty. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, let, me, let me get caught up on some of the comments. Uh, McKinnon said, what I paid for uh, school was not near worth the education I received. Chris is definitely right in that aspect. Matt jumped in on YouTube, said, got to get the government out of it. And he said, schools have no incentives to lower costs because they know the government will pay them so just increase the cost and the government keeps paying. And then McKenna jumped back and he said, people are also finding out blue-collar jobs are paying better than most bachelor degree uh, degree jobs with less Never schooling. used my degree. Never used yep. my degree a day in my life. I put down hardwood floors for a living, and I make substantially more money than most everyone I know that has a degree. Yeah. He said— uh, And guess what? Right now, I'm an essential employee, and I still got work. Yeah. I wake up every day, and I go to work. Yep, that is true. He said, I'm very uh, lucky of that. I'm very oh, yeah. fortunate for that. A trend that's been sloping that way for a few years now, but this will solidify a major drop in enrollment for four-year schools. Yeah, I agree with that. So I mean, everything's going to change. But yeah. yes, do I think these people, if I felt like I made $2 million a year and they asked me to take, what is it, a 15% pay cut? Uh, well, no, there's, there's no percentage. It's just there's, going to total $3 million, and then the bonuses will add another million. I would hope that these coaches that make six, seven thousand million, and not everybody makes that, but a lot of them make three to six. Well, Matt, Matt Campbell is the highest paid employee at the school, and he makes what almost six million a year. Yes, yeah, so let's say it was four a couple years ago. He just got a new deal, but like I'm hoping that that guy takes the brunt of this, and the strength and conditioning coach that makes eighty thousand dollars isn't you know losing ten grand of his eighty. Yeah, probably not. I would because, I would imagine because not. that's a drop in the bucket. You know, I can't think that the softball coach makes anything. No, you know, not much. The, at all. the gymnastics coach just doesn't make any money. True, true. Um, I was I was going to talk NFL quarterbacks today, but I, you and I kind of want to spend a little while on that. We may do that on Monday. Is that all right? Okay, I'm good with that. So, I mean, we, yes, that is a conversation that I'd like to have. Yeah, I'm really good at ripping off ideas of other people. Nothing new is under the sun. I give them full <laughs> credit for it. I listened to the Ringer NFL show. I heard a great conversation. I thought, wow, I'd like to have this conversation with Gary because I think it's interesting uh, the way you would think about the teams and the quarterbacks and the situation, who you would want and how you would go going forward. So we'll we'll talk about that on Monday. So everybody that's tuned in right now, and it looks like we've got quite a few, uh, we, will, we will come back with that on Monday. We'll close out today with the red zone. And you informed me of this. I, I did not know anything about it. But starting on Monday, the Red Zone is replaying the 2019 season Red Zone coverage starting at 8 a.m. Yep. And it's going to go from 8 to 3. That is and fascinating. I don't know if it's going to be every day or if it's every Monday. It'd be awesome. 
It'd be but, awesome if it was every day, but it, it will help me get through the work day for sure. That is so, something that you can put on and just just have it let, rolling in the background. Let the noise just roll, man. Yeah, because what I'm doing right now is is Madden simulations. Like, yeah. I am. I'm I would so rather tired of watch. I've been saying this forever. That there, all these TV places, they have rights to old games because they have rights to this. Somebody has rights to this stuff. Yeah. Just play old stuff. Don't play computer simulated crap. You don't have to do that. That's a, a lot of these computer simulated things. One, it's on Twitch, so it's a gaming platform anyway. But it they're doing it because uh, it's set up for Bovada and for my bookie because they want people to be able to bet on it. So they don't want stuff that everybody knows what the outcome is. It is what it is. It, it, it's ridiculous, I know. Uh, but a lot of times, I mean, I told you the other day, I was watching the the 91 World Series Game 7, you know, and I watched uh, the 2012-2013 Alabama-Texas A&M games. I watched Texas A&M and Oklahoma from the Cotton Bowl back in 2012, whatever it was. Like, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. I've watched tons of old LSU games. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting my fix of basically summertime watching because right? yep. that's what I do during the summer. I, I will tell you this. If ESPN put together a library of old games and they put it all on ESPN Plus, like Netflix or Disney Plus. Oh yeah! And I could go in and I could watch all of last year's LSU run. Okay, I would be the happiest guy alive. Now all if those games are on YouTube, but you have, to, you have to find them. No, so, but I want to. I just I just want to go stream it. Hey, did you watch to... by chance the uh, the USC Texas national championship game from last night? No, I was I was busy doing other stuff. It was it was on ESPN. I feel like if they had put it on a little earlier. Uh, it would have been even better. I think they need but to advertise that they're doing that. That's the problem. They they did some. Here's um, the thing. They advertised it on their own network that nobody's watching during the day. Yeah, they, they did that. Because and, I follow all ESPN on Facebook and on Twitter, and I never saw a thing. I'm sure if I had turned ESPN on during I, the day, I would have gotten it. Yeah, but you had to follow, like, uh, uh, Chris Felica. I saw Felica tweeting last night about it, and I was yeah. like, "This is a real random tweet. This doesn't make any sense because it wasn't. It was. It was just a. It was talking about almost, the game as if it was happening right now, right? No, no. His very first tweet was, "We almost had three undefeated teams in in 2005 or whatever, but Penn State lost because of yep. a weird fluky clock thing." And I thought my first thought was, "Is because I have no context." I just saw this one tweet come across my thing from Chris, and I thought, this doesn't make any sense. The year before, in 2004, we did have three teams go undefeated, USC, Oklahoma, and Auburn. Yeah. And Auburn did get left out. Why are we having this conversation about this almost happened and it would have been a bad situation for the BCS when it actually did happen the year before that? This is a weird conversation to have on Twitter. and. By and, reading and then through, you realize. I kind of get the context of, all right, there's a whole lot of people talking about this old game. All right. Like it's on. Right, now now <laughs> I've got to guess that ESPN's playing this thing. I'm in the middle of doing something else, and I'm not I'm not getting on or whatever. But I have a feeling that at some point in time, if you advertise that out, not on your network, because I just don't know that a lot of people are watching your network, I think you'd have gotten a lot of views. Yeah, I agree. And I think the viewership is still probably going to be, you know, relatively strong, but not as strong as it could have been. Because uh, I turned I it on midway ESPN through. I during the day. I mean, I, I, you know. I watched it midway through uh, because I, I had just completely forgotten that it was on. Um, 
But yeah, at, like I, I saw the tweets about it, saw everybody talking about it, ran over to ESPN, put it on, and it was it was great. It was it was a fun watch. I mean, that was such it was a, good a great game. game. Yeah, uh, Keith Jackson's last call, like that, all that stuff is just fantastic, fantastic. All right, uh, any other topics that we need to hit today? Nope. Wonderful. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I've got to go get my daughter here in a little bit. Uh, my wife has got a video conference that she's got to hop on uh, here in about three minutes. And, whew, yeah, it has been a day. It's been a week. It's been uh, it's been a month. All sorts of stuff. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Uh, the new website will be up. Give me a week. Give me a week. I'll have the new site up, new layout, all that good stuff. We're going to look super professional. Uh, I cannot wait. This new logo that uh, that Chris got for us, uh, fantastic. I'm I'm really happy with this thing. So it uh it looks good on the site. All that go over to the website winningcureseverything.com. Picks, previews, podcast videos, social media platforms. Make sure you are subscribed on the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, etc. <sighs> good gracious, Chris. It's been a fun week, buddy. We will uh we will talk again on here next week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.